and Will Anderson. And Will Anderson's here. Okay, so you guys have been to... Okay, so Los Angeles, Melbourne, Perth, and now Sydney. Yeah. Always in the front row. They fucking love podcasts, but they don't have an iPod. It's the only way they can listen. Well, ladies, you're doing it wrong. (laughs) Uh, These guys were on uh, Australian television before. We were having lunch. And uh, a guy was doing interviews for the New South Wales footy show. So who better to come to? So for their street talk segment, he was just accosting people, and uh, I made them do it. Yeah. Well ducked out of it right away. Uh, Um, boy, they, those, uh, those footy players are really good interviewers. Um, I was just like, how's he coming up with all this stuff? Yeah, just so, like... Like, how is he saying the same thing over and over again? Yeah. And he, he did a, uh, tell us a joke, which is just a fun thing to see on the street. Tell, tell us a joke. He did the, he did the thing that every human alive says when they meet a comedian. And they don't really know comedians. Tell me a joke. Okay. Why don't you play some rugby right, for me? So my dad's <laughs> you... Yeah, you should have actually just started doing your act. I have a terrible relationship with like, my well, father. Oh, <laughs> well. You well, know, that's... the cameraman's looking at his watch as Dave's like, but I'm a dad now, and uh, <laughs> you know. But that was the great thing because he started. He asked a couple questions about Father's Day, and I said, "Well, I'm in America. We don't do it now." And he goes, will your son buy you anything? I was like, he's not, he doesn't know. And then he said, what about your dad? Will you call him? And I, I was just like... Get a chair, bro. You, you, you have no idea what you've just done. Some way your dad's just like, look at Dave fucking up another TV opportunity. Hang on, 1983? Yeah. Oh. That's, that's fun, isn't it? Oh, this is fun. <laughs> John Gillespie was a used car salesman, and he was in a Buggo Road jail in Brisbane, where he met associates of Mick Sayers, a Sydney gangster and boogie. And boogie? Boogie. Boogie. He's also a boogie board. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think it's like, the, you're the man I've heard about for all these years. He's a gangster, but you can also take him down to the beach and ride him. He'll also scare your kids. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a boogie, too. Yes, I am. Uh, in the early 1980s, Sayers was one of Sydney's biggest gamblers. But he lost more than he won. And he supplemented his income with drug deals. <laughs> We're and... getting into this shit early. <laughs> <laughs> and he was known to be violent. <laughs> the boogeyman is. <laughs> John Gillespie came up with a plan with Sayers men to pull off what was called a ring-in, where an underperforming racehorse is switched for an identical-looking faster one. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. You know, you actually know it. Yeah, that makes sense. That's what happened with me and Adam Hills. <laughs> they were like, get Ando in. He's got two legs. <laughs> Little did they know about my wonky hips. 
Chris, you might have to put Ando down. <laughs> Our horse has got osteoarthritis. <laughs> but he's hilarious. <laughs> so... Uh, bets bets are placed at higher at high odds on the lesser horse, and then they pay out big when the switched horse wins. Yeah, right, that makes so sense. Fucking yeah, yeah. Uh, another prisoner, Pat Haitiana. A prisoner? Yeah, these are these, this is all happening in prison. They're all hatching this plan in prison. But Wait, you guys, they're in prison. Yeah, they're in jail. They're all in jail, and they're hatching a plan to get rich. Okay, I didn't. All right, that's what you do in jail. Sure, you fucking scheme. idea, man. Right. So Pat Haitana Hy- Hy- was a jockey, uh, and he was brought into the plan. After getting out of jail, Gillespie met with Sayers, who bankrolled the ring-in. Nice. Okay. At this point, Sayers needed a win. He owed more than 120000 to the biggest racketeer of all, George Freeman, who had a great resume. He had been accused of murder, assault, fixing horse races, running illegal casinos, bribing police, and bribing police. The second bribing police was just so he got his free coffee. He had a card with all of them on it. He had one square left. <laughs> Worth it. Like, fuck, I'll bribe another cop. Okay, here's my coffee. There we go. Oh, that's good. <laughs> so in May 1984, using the money, Glasby bought the horse Dashing Solitaire. Oh, lovely a, name. Yeah, a six-year-old Group 2 winner. So there's Group 1, which is yep. the head ones, top notch, Group 2. Sure. Uh, he bought him for 10000 then he paid $1,000 to buy an identical-looking horse named Fine Cotton. Oh, yeah, right. That's no dashing solitaire. And some people just went, oh. Yeah. Oh, boy. What? <clears throat> Fine Cotton was a nine-year-old gelding who uh, was entered into as many races as possible. The betting price was driven down by racing Fine Cotton in nine races in 30 days before the ring-in. Okay. They're working that shit. They're working that fucking horse so big the, time. Who, fine Cotton. Fine Cotton's Fine running. Cotton's getting, yeah, yeah, school. Hang on. Fine Cotton's the good one or the bad one? Bad one. Bad one. Okay, fine the cotton, bad, bad one. one. Okay, Dashing right. Solitaire, good one. Okay. <clears throat> you Dashing. would think with a name like Fine Cotton, though, you'd be a fucking great you're horse. Really, like, you're really missing the mark on the name there. You're, it's but, fine, but Fine Cotton is like Nicolas Cage and the other one's like John Travolta in this face-off situation, right? <laughs> oh, shit. I'm Dave, confused now. <laughs> Uh, Which one's Travolta in the face off? Is it Dashing Solitaire or Fine Cotton? I feel like... I feel like hey, no- hey, pick wisely. Nolte. Nolte? What, Nick Nolte? Wait, now there's a Nolte horse? <laughs> no, Nick Nolte. The horse that's doing coke showing up everywhere right. naked? Jesus Christ, we gotta put the Nolte horse down. Make that thing glue now. No. Yeah. I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah, Travolta would be fine cotton. Yeah, okay. Oh, Travolta's fine cotton. Travolta right? cotton, dashing the... cage. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> I feel like that added nothing. Well, <laughs> I had a good time. It... I'm picturing the horses differently. <laughs> they've, got, they've done a face-off of their own. Right. Look, One of them's I... enjoying the massage a little more than the other horses. Yeah. Lower. <laughs> Do my front. <laughs> I think I feel, now I feel like every dollop should have a who is who and face off <laughs> get the mattress to sponsor it <clears throat> by the way you guys you get a chance to get a Sava uh, so uh, Fine Cotton came in 8th to last in all races so not eight, that good 8th eight to, eight, eight to last oh, somewhere 8th right, to last okay. uh, they were also flogging the horse during this time so its appearance would help the betting price drop Ooh. Why? Yeah. Just making it look like beaten? Yeah. 
That's wow. exactly what it was. They wow. were beating it to make it look beaten. Uh, well, <laughs> Gareth really likes animals, so of all the podcasts we've done, he's now more upset than he's ever been. <laughs> I love how you made it like it was outrageous that Gareth was upset about somebody beating a horse. <laughs> For no reason yeah. other than to drive down its price. Even if I pictured it as Travolta, it's still cruel. It's a little funnier, but right. it's cruel. <laughs> what are you oh my god. Me for? How? Quit banging me so hard. What about. It's hurting my back. <laughs> I'm doing my best. <laughs> I didn't know you had trouble. And the other one's just like, when is it my turn to raise? I'm ready whenever. Welcome to another episode of Almost Impressions. <laughs> what? Uh, what? Wouldn't that be a great movie if they put John Travolta's face on a horse? Uh. Finally, the movie no one wanted. Travolta's a horse. horse. Look who's talking forever. I mean, it's not that far away because I mean, essentially, look who's talking was Mr. Ed with babies, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So you just do that back the other way. <laughs> Dave just looked at his watch. He was like, "Our oh, boy." <laughs> okay, so a week before the race. Dashing Solitaire cut its leg on barbed wire and needed a dozen stitches in its leg. Oh. This horse would not be racing. Oh, Wait, was this, this is the good horse, in a barbed wire patch? I'm, I'm imagining these guys aren't taking the best care of the horses, so there's probably just a, just a roll <laughs> but, of barbed wire laying out. But this whole plot revolves around this horse being ready to race. Like, surely even these bad dudes would understand that this is their most valuable asset, right? Yeah, you would think so. But apparently they're just re- leaving barbed wire around yeah. like they're fucking wrestling. Don't worry about Dashing Solitaire. He's playing in barbed wire. We're fine. It's right under the hay. Yeah. Hidden. We keep it there with yeah. some folded up chairs. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be perfect. But I think we're going to find out these guys aren't really rocket scientists. Okay. Uh, uh, so the horse, that horse should not be racing. D- Dashing Solitaire is out. Uh, the conspirators had a meeting. Gillespie phoned Sayers. What, one guy wanted to... Um, just give the, the horse uh, amphetamines. <laughs> he thought right. the best way out of this fix was to give fine cotton a bunch of, <laughs> right. bunch of speed. Wait, dashing solitaire? No, dashing solitaire's oh. out. Fine cotton. Okay. Oh, so now they're just thinking, our other horse can't race, so let's just so get just, fucking you, fine cotton on an ice you know, pot. We, yeah, let's make it great cotton. <laughs> Juice it up. <laughs> Uh, Gillespie phoned Sayers Quote, someone's gonna get knocked over this He said to the group So, new plan Gillespie bought a horse He had previously been to see Named Bold Personality What is going on? I mean, Bold first You gotta meet this horse He lights up a room (laughs) The stories Get next to him at a party You'll you'll be glad you did (laughs) I I got another winner (laughs) <laughs> Every story's first place. I'll stop. Uh, Gillespie bought Bold Personality with a bad check. He figured that after the ring in, when they won all the money, he'd be able to pay for the horse. Yeah, oh boy. And I like who would plan. care at that point, right? Oh boy. 
Exactly. Uh, then the ringing was delayed for four days. One of the crew, Tommaso Di Luzio, went to pick up bull per- personality. Went to pick up bull personality in a horse trailer pulled by a Toyota Corolla. I mean, once you get one of those things on the freeway, though, look out. I mean, fucking hell. They can barely get up a hill by themselves. <laughs> Gonna and put a horse to trailer yeah. in your Corolla. Parking on a hill. It'll be fine. I can take it. Sorry, my girlfriend's got my barina. So he's just doing like 20 down the highway. Here we go. <laughs> a lot of smoke. Uh, something that literally has less horsepower than the horse. I don't know what's going on. I've added horsepower. The horse should have been towing the fucking Corolla. That's... I'm going to go pick up a Corolla. We're going to race it as Dashing Solitaire. <laughs> Out of nowhere, Dashing Solitaire. Just got a horse head on yeah, it. This is... <laughs> Travolta's face on the front. Yeah, on the horse's face. Why the Travolta face? I don't know. Dancing solitaire, reverse parking into the mounting area. D. Luzio had absolutely no knowledge of horses. <laughs> This the wait the same guy who went to pick it up in a yep, Corolla. That's the guy you have. That to pick guy. It up. I know. Can you believe it? it? Seems like he gets it. So he threw a heavy winter blanket over Bull Personality for the yep. six-hour ride, and it was hot out. So by the time they got to Brisbane, Bull Personality was distressed and dehydrated. Hayden Haitana, who is the brother of the Pat, the guy in the other Haitana. From the prison they met. Yeah. Uh, he was going to be the trainer. He decided that the horse needed to be drenched. What? Sorry. To... You mean as in with water or like as in like with the whatever that is that they drench them with? You know how they, it's a farm thing. I grew up on a farm. I didn't pick it all up. <laughs> For a guy who grew Literally. up on a well, I heard them mumbling about drenching, and I believe it's a thing you do. Yeah, you're walking in the house, like, well, that's why you got to drench them, door slam. Sunday. What's it? I don't know. What do you What do you think drenching is? Well, I mean, I don't know. Is my point? I'm sorry, I brought it yeah, up. You pointed, but... you pointed to your face. You said, uh, you know, when they do the thing. Well, there's some sort of. Uh, I assume, I assume it... it like you rely on a drencher of some kind, and you. Dispel the drench. You dispel the drench from the drencher. Right. Yeah, into the drenchers that you make them wear. Are They're you like... selling drenchers? Don't know. Like... I don't... Are you? Sure? I don't work for drenchers. Are you sure? but I... This feels awful. Everyone should have drenchers. <laughs> Wait a minute. I, uh... <laughs> Can't have adventures without drenchers. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they were just pouring water on it, right? Okay, so drenching is when a hose is inserted into one of the nostrils and flushed, and water is flushed. Into oh, you the know stomach. what? I was fucking close. Yeah, <laughs> he I was. was close. I you was did close. put it in your mouth. Yeah, yeah. no, you're there. I was there. in the fucking zone. For sure, in the zone. Uh, <laughs> why is that better than just letting them drink water? Because well, I, that'll I hydrate. It, it's like an IV. Yeah, it's like theory. an IV. It's like Gotta a horrible IV. I mean, yeah, horrible. It's like, so, uh, like HIV. <laughs> That's a horrible IV. I'm just saying. <laughs> 
It's the worst IV I've heard of, honestly. Yep. Now, normally, normally, uh, drenching is done by a vet. Oh, uh, this gentleman just gave us a kangaroo testicle bottle opener. Perfect. And Will is now opening his bottle with that bottle opener, and he's putting the testicles into his mouth. And Will's drinking drencher beer, guys. Drencher beer. Hot new beer on the market. Get yourself a drencher, mate! It's all I got. It's all I got. It's as close as you're going to get. I took a fucking chance. Didn't go well. I liked it. It was bold. <laughs> Nobody, they're all you mad at me You have a bold personality. <laughs> <laughs> then put a hose in my nose. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's the Travolta catchphrase. He was there. He's like, hey, you know what to do with this horse? Put a, no- a rubber nose up its hose. Fuck. <laughs> so close. That was like a fucking gymnast at the Olympics who fucking nailed the whole thing and just did that little fucking bit at the end. Yeah. My knee buckled. <laughs> I'll take the bronze. Oh. <laughs> um, so, these, these intelligent men did it to bold personality. When they removed the hose, bold the personality began to bleed. Oh. Yep, that's not good. Also, bird po- personality was reddish-brown with a black mane, tail, and lower legs, while fine cotton was dark brown. Fine cotton had uh, white socks, right? So the white legs, and uh, bold personality had not, no white socks. But again, you can't judge it just on its physical appearance because this personality is off the charts. <laughs> you got to meet this horse. Yeah. What it lacks in looks, but, it makes up with in personality. Yeah. But the but the when you switch a horse, you want it to look yeah. similar. Yeah, you know you that's don't switch it for its personality. That's interesting. Right, that's what he was like. Their personalities are exactly the same. <laughs> I did what you asked. God damn it! They the act way, so much alike. You could take one face off one and put it on the other, and then you think it was the same, same person, horse. Though, same guy. <laughs> also, the Corolla is broken. <laughs> yep. We're gonna need a new Corolla if we're gonna take this horse back. Put a bullet in the Corolla's head. It's raced its last race. (laughs) So, Gillespie went around town buying a ton of Clairol dark brown hair dye. Jesus Christ. (laughs) What? They're treating it like... Oh, my God. It's not a problem in Australia we can't solve with blackface. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, and there's just not a smart person in the group, really, huh? Because there's nobody who's like, that's stupid. I just pop down and get some just for horses. Yeah. <laughs> just for mares, I like that. Just for mares. I had a second go at it, I nailed it. I, uh... Uh, that's how you stick a landing. Uh, so that night, they died the horse completely. They went to bed. Uh, and they I woke mean, up the following morning. What? And they went down to see Bold Personality, it's dead. It's dead. who had turned bright red. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, uh, way better than dying. Oh my god. I mean, uh, it did, did die, but. Uh, uh, wow. Mates, we, have, we got a problem, mates. 
Uh, no one's going to buy a red horse uh, switch. <laughs> we might have to switch faces. But the plan had so many people involved that they had to continue. What? Yeah, no, that's a wise of the wire. <laughs> On the way to the track with the horses, they stopped at the home of Robert North, a wealthy Brisbane gambler who was in on the scam. Their burst bold personality was hosed down, the dye running off. His legs were then sprayed with white paint. Okay. They're fucking spray painting a horse. <laughs> I mean, but, yeah. you are in the worst possible place planning-wise. Spray painting. Spray painting. <laughs> He's like tagging it. Yeah. Was he? It? No! Just spray it. Spray Don't it. put the date there. Not today, Banksy. It's like he had a lot of horse. He's a Banksy. <laughs> Uh, but the paint just dripped off. Yeah. If, you could, if you could tag horses, it would be happening all over the place. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. So the paint just it's comes off. a matter of time horse. until that's happening yeah. in the States. Uh, so Haitana decided to wrap its legs in bandages and cover the horse with a blanket for as long as possible before the race. Oh, yeah, because once it's moving, no one will see it. Yeah. <laughs> it's freezing. Keep moving, keep moving. Horse is cold, yeah. Keep moving. And then they realized that Bull Personality was wearing the wrong type of horseshoes for the race. What? How is that? How many How is that even possible? What? Yeah, what are they supposed to wear? Fucking, like, what? Yeah. Oh, no, no, these are my weekend heels. <laughs> I have a bold personality. I... Get my airs. <laughs> he was, like, wearing pumps. Like, no. Just doesn't go with the outfit. Uh, so then they brought in a guy who did horseshoes, but he was like, it's, you, don't want to have, you don't have enough time. I can't do it now. So off he went with the wrong shoes. Uh, the horses arrived at Eagle Farm track with uh, just an hour to go before the race. Fine cotton was left out in the car park. Good. Bold personality impersonating fine cotton stayed under a blanket all the way up until it walked into the barriers. Okay. As Hang on, why was Fine Cotton even there? Yeah, why like, didn't they Fine like, Cotton? Isn't Fine Cotton unnecessary to be in there? Yeah. Have they just thought, oh, we can't leave Fine Cotton at home, I suppose. We gotta bring them all, you know the rules. <laughs> fine Cotton's in the back of the ute, out in well, the fucking car. Yeah, just in case Bold Personality needs to get any info on how to be the solitaire horse. You need him there for info. Oh. He's been the understudy for so long. Okay, so Fine Cotton's right. out there with like an earpiece like Cyrano? Yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. Right, now run. Good, good, good. Keep doing that. Do that as fast as you can. Hey, this, guy, this guy's asking me if I have kids. Do, do I have kids? You do not have kids. You do you say, want kids, but you do not have kids. Did you say one? You're breaking up. Want, I have one. No, want. You, you want what? kids. You don't have kids. Hello? Bold personality. Find cotton to bold personality. Yeah, I got one kid. No! Shit, the mission! Get the spray paint. So, as betting commenced, fine cotton's... uh, I don't know why he's there. I think maybe because after the race, they might want to switch him out in case he gets inspected afterwards. this should be like a Three Stooges movie. This is the plot of The Prestige, basically. But I, um... As the betting commenced, Fine Cotton's odds went from 33 to 1 to 7 to 2 because everyone in Brisbane and the world knew what was happening. 
people who had never been to a horse race were betting. Uh, from I mean, is, there's not a functioning part of the plan. <laughs> Nothing is going right. From journalist Jack the Insider, it must be a racing guy. Indeed, he's the best. Indeed, there were also a number of members of the Queensland Fraud Squad in attendance. Did you know about a fraud squad? Fraud squad? The Queensland Fraud Squad, was this 1983? They were, they were actually mostly in charge of the fraud. <laughs> That makes sense. Yeah. About that era? A red herring. Yeah, those Venn diagrams would have been pretty fucking similar, to be honest. <laughs> Just the people, like, to be honest, if the fraud squad in Queensland in the mid-80s wanted to do their job, they should have just got mirrors and arrested the guy in them. <laughs> it's hard with handcuffs. <laughs> bold, bold personality battled it out with the favourite Harbour Gold and won by a nose. More than one million had been bet on fine cotton. Jesus. Yeah. The Canberra Times, August 19th, 1984. Fine cotton was disqualified by Queensland Turf Club stewards after a suspected ring-in operation at Eagle Farm Racetrack. Bets on fine cotton were also written in New Zealand, New Guinea, and Fiji. Jesus. (laughs) Everybody in the fucking world knew about it. Fiji. There were were countries where they learnt English in the time it took because the plan was out for so long. Someone's first words in English were fine cotton. (laughs) (laughs) In the 40 minutes after uh, fine cotton's win, police impounded the horse, betting sheets were seized, and its trainer, Hayden Haitana, could not produce registration papers. Uh, Hayden said later... I thought, well, I'm in big trouble here because by that time, pandemonium broke out. People are jumping the fence and yelling, ring in, and all that. So I thought, I'm gone, you know? I didn't even get to pat the horse when it came in. Oh, sorry to take away that sentimental moment, fuckface. <laughs> what? Why don't you just go out to the car park and pat fine cotton? <laughs> Who's sitting in the back of your fucking Corolla, you dickhead? You've left fine cotton in the Corolla with the window down this fucking much for three hours. That'll do. And a blanket. (laughs) A Corolla. So he just bailed. He just bailed, and police quickly began searching for him. Three days later, the Queensland Minister for Racing, Mr. Hines, expressed concern that the trainer, Hayden Haitana, and his wife and children had not been seen in public since the race. He openly stated that Hayden was in danger of losing his life. Earlier that year, during a ring-in attempt gone wrong, a Sydney horse trainer named George Brown was found dead. His burned body left in his burning car on F6 freeway. Yeah, that is a... Whistler. Probably lit a cigarette around while that spray paint. Yeah. (laughs) I'm on break. Four days later, Hayden Haitana went on 60 Minutes. I mean, that's what you do, right? Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I'll clear this up. (laughs) He was still in hiding. He said the person who killed George Brown was a person connected to the million-dollar ring-in of fine cotton. Good. Smart thing to do. Yeah. Go public with that. He said, quote, he opened his suit and showed me his gun and said, do you want to end up like Trainer Brown? What did he call Brown? Trainer Brown. Brown's a trainer. Oh, Trainer Brown. Yeah, what do you think? I thought he said like Tringa Brown. Tringo Brown? Yeah, I didn't know what it was. To me, I was like, you know, if you remember, I went, what? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what just I happened? Get it. 
Okay. But also, that seems like an ornate way of language. Like, are trainers things that you have to, like, say their name in front of, like a... Yeah, like captain. Yeah. yeah. Is that how it works? Uh, no, I don't think so. Brown. It should be. Because I remember... Should be for every job. I remember the 1980s and we weren't going around. This is comedian Gareth. Hello. Uh, this is my friend accountant, Roger. <laughs> Janitor Jerry will be here in a minute. He'll clean this all up. An inqu- inquiry was quickly held. In court, Fine Cotton co-owner John Dixon and leading Brisbane Commission betting agent Jack Honey refused to name names. Stewart... They couldn't remember all of them. <laughs> Stewart's established that uh, Tommaso Di Luzio of Brisbane was the boyfriend of Miss Pauline Pierce, co-owner of Fine Cotton. Okay. Mm-hmm. On August 31st, Sydney bookmaker Robbie Waterhouse was named in connection with the scandal. He dismissed allegations as the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Racing thrives on rumors, and when you're the biggest name in racing, unfortunately, you have to put up with being the subject of rumors. Asked if his family could, uh, asked if he could have been confused with another member of his family. He said, none, none of my family are involved. And then he said, I'm not sure what the words prior knowledge actually are meant to mean. I had no but I imagine, I imagine I could have a guess based on the words. Yeah. <laughs> I have no prior knowledge of prior knowledge. What is... It's the first I've heard of this. First I've heard of this. I mean, I know what knowledge means. Yes. I know what prior means. Prior. But when you put them together... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but there's no doubt that I was wrong, firstly, to be involved with backing a horse somewhat serendipitously, and number two, not more importantly, uh, not telling the stewards everything I knew about it. So it seems like he just said that he knew about it. Right. Right? Well, you found out what prior knowledge was. <laughs> the hard way. Uh, September 6th, a Gold Coast horse dealer named John Gillespie. A horse dealer? Horse dealer. Is that now, honestly now, well, he's, Remember, he's the guy who bought the horses, so now he's a horse dealer. Horse means ecstasy. Oh, right. oh yeah. This, this, this is an ecstasy story. Do you, did I make this clear? This is about Sorry. ecstasy? Horse means ecstasy. This is all about ecstasy. Anyway. No. Man, hey, I, uh, <laughs> man, I thought I was getting some bold personalities, but I'm pretty sure these are fucking fine cottons. <laughs> They're the same, man. Just give, They're not meant me. to be red. You got the <laughs> solitaires, bro? Taste of spray you know what? The fine cottons, the fine cottons are a little bit slower, but they're just as fucking good. This one just had a Travolta face fall off of it. What the fuck are these? Uh, John Gillespie said that he would attend the fine cotton ring and inquiry in Brisbane with a clear conscience, as he had nothing to hide. He said in an exclusive telephone interview. Mm-hmm. that he had kept out of sight for the past week because of threats against him. While I haven't received the threats personally, they have been made to my wife, Gillespie said. Oh, that's fun. Interstate business commitments had prevented him from appearing at e- earlier hearings. He had business. So no, interstate. interstate. Interstate business. Between states. Yeah. What? Right? Interstate? Or yeah, on the, interstate just on the border. To... Or Aubrey so, Wait, that's Over his excuse? State. Yeah, he had, couldn't get there. He was yeah. doing interstate just, business. Interstate it sounds business. a lot like your excuse to not get interviewed for that thing. I'm just... Uh, Business, business Okay, not him, leave him be On September 7th uh, Hayden was arrested near Adelaide At about 6pm in a hotel Tom Deluzio was warned that he faced Punishment 
under Australian racing regulations when he refused to answer questions as a witness. Pat Haitana was alleged to have told another person at Eagle Farm Racehorse after Fine Cotton won its race that he probably would never have to work again. Oh, man. That's, yeah, that's a little... Wrong. Yeah. (laughs) And in the choir, he said, that was the excitement of the race. What I did say, I don't really know. I can't recall. Oh, that's good. I don't remember. Uh, Hayden Haitana posted bail, and he left the jail in the boot of a car to avoid reporters. (laughs) At the suggestion of his lawyer. (laughs) And then his lawyer snuck him into a drive-in movie, just because he was... (laughs) In there anyway? It was in a Corolla and it still couldn't pull. <laughs> Fuck, it's weighted down get too in much. The, get in the boot of the Corolla. Get, get in the boot. I've said this before, I'll say it again. We should get a Camry. <laughs> On September 23rd, Hayden Haytana won $1,000 at the Southport races on Queen, Queenland's Gold Coast. Haitana said he had backed the first two winners, and for a joke, he had also backed a horse called Blazing Cotton. It's a hilarious joke. It's a thinker. He was somewhat as a celebrity at, as Southport punters spotted him spending a relaxed afternoon at the track. So all, at the track, he's like a... Yeah. A celebrity. He's celebrity. Like, yeah. not, well, not but you are, else. though, right? Like, if you're, like, a guy who's pulled off a big racing con and you're at, like, the... Like, that's... Yeah. You're the guy. You spray-painted yeah. a horse and got away with it. Right. Well, didn't get away with it. Well... But, but you know, still, you had a crack. People love that. Yeah. <laughs> or just if you painted a horse red and tried to get him to win. Like, that's... Mate, they they almost did it. Mate. I mean, they came down and they found a horse that was red. I mean, the fact that the they end. even got a red horse in the fucking race yeah. is an achievement. I, mean, I feel like we're judging them because they fell at the final hurdle, but uh, they got a lot of things right. I mean, it really must have been emotional <laughs> for that moment when it did win. They were like, right. fuck, dude, we were just... And now we we're going to spray paint this. That's the wrong shoes. Do you know what's happening right now? Uh, after winning that day at the track he flew home to Adelaide later that day he was uh, remanded in custody when he appeared under tight police security before an Adelaide magistrate for extradition to Queensland apparently they didn't like the whole showboating and going to the track thing they had an issue with that Uh, on October 12th Fine Cotton's trainer Hayden Haitana part owner John Dixon Thomas De Luzio Robert Ray North and John Gillespie were charged with conspiring with intent to defraud the chairman of the QTC and others. Short title. Queensland track cunts. <laughs> Sorry, did you go to cunts right away? That's your first. I think I think that's yeah. I mean, if it's a it's a if it, uh, just the the letters, I think it's cunts. Wait, wait a minute. So, so any c word is cunt to you? Well, we're in Australia. <laughs> Fair point. What did you say it was? Turf Club. What's happening? Queensland Turf Club. Oh, right. TC, Turf Club. Don't fuck with the club. Right. On October 14th, one of Australia's biggest... (laughs) Sorry, I kept out of that because I do a show on the ABC. Uh. All broadcasting cunts. No, Dave, Dave, no, Dave. Again. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. There's no. He there's works no, there. No. Have you ever been to Kentucky Fried Cunts? That's sort of what it tastes like, actually. 
<laughs> it ain't chicken, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, but why would it be that? <laughs> it seems so much harder to mass produce. And... I'm not saying so... human. <laughs> it's possible. I mean, it is finger looking good. So... I'm a vegetarian, so... <laughs> Why is that towelette so moist? I... It's getting moister the more I eat of it. <laughs> oh, I was just eating my chicken and oh. shout it fell off the table. I like it like that. I am... That's it. That's all I have. Oh. I thought you were going to ask a question. You said, no. hey. Sorry. It's his catchphrase. He just... Were you just saying, hey, like, hi, how are you? Um, is Robbie Waterhouse in this story more? Yeah, do you know who he is? Okay, cool. No, that's... What I, I wanted to keep my knowledge of him until... But I didn't want to... Yeah. Go oh, We're about... <laughs> we're about to talk about the Waterhouse. Okay, awesome. <laughs> On October 14th, one of Australia's biggest betting bookmakers, Bill Waterhouse... Yep. And his son uh, were ordered to appear before the Australian Jockey Club Committee. You guys got a lot of uh, racetrack club committees and a lot of... the Australian Jockey Club though is it's a really fun club. Like all the like you know, stuff is on really low shelves. <laughs> I was just gonna say if it's like a board of like little jockeys, uh, they just have a little mini bar. Yeah. I, uh... You know what? I love to go on there because I'm like I'm a giant, and they just fucking scatter. He's fine. Run, run. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> they're trying to talk into the microphones at the trial they're like did you bring this down can I get a booster or something booster you want some phone books it's just two phone books <laughs> okay so uh, the water houses would need to show cause why they should not be banned from all race courses race uh-huh. yeah courses so yep. Yeah, what do you know about them? You, you know a Waterhouse fact? Oh, yeah, okay. Firstly, the plural of Waterhouses is actually Waterhomes. Um, uh, oh, the Austra- inside Australia joke. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> it does make sense. No, oh, well, here's the thing. Like, I don't want to spoil anywhere this is going, but, like, this is a ho- obviously a horrible story about these people who have corrupted the racing industry. So, obviously, their family was based, was banned forever for being involved in the Australian oh, racing sure. industry, right? Yeah, for sure. Apart from the number one trainer out of Sydney is Sorry. Gay Waterhouse. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the number one betting agency in Australia is by their son, Tom Waterhouse. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, we didn't flush this shit out at all. No, it sounds like you guys really cracked like, down on this. It was a massive turd. We fl- tried to flush it. It wouldn't go down. So we just fished it out, rubbed it in glitter, and put it on tally. That's... <laughs> oh. By the way, her name is Gay Waterhouse, which just sounds like it a is place... Gay? Like, is it a gay waterhouse? I gay, went to a yeah. gay waterhouse last night. Yeah. <laughs> I was at this waterhouse and we we're all in towels and I didn't really know if it was like a... Anyway, nothing wrong with that, but... <laughs> oh, I didn't know this was a gay waterhouse. I thought it was just a waterhouse. <laughs> what happens at a gay waterhouse? Says the John Travolta what horse. At, yeah, what, yeah. what happens at a gay waterhouse? I just thought it was... A... <laughs> Welcome to Not At All Impressions. 
diplomatic community. <laughs> John Travolta went to Sweden for a year and. Hello, Travolta. <laughs> up your nose with a up your hose with a rubber nose. <laughs> you put the face in the booty. <laughs> her and again, her and again. That's Travolta in his native language. <laughs> Scientology. <laughs> What do you think happens at a water house, a gay water house? <laughs> Stays in there, whatever it is. Just a uh, bunch of dudes getting jerked off, being like, I'm picturing a girl, don't worry. Notices also went to professional punter John Go, Gary Clark, a professional punter. Gareth, sorry. <laughs> the reflex, sorry. And Gary's wife, Glennis. Glennis? Glennis? Gladys. Gladys. Sorry, I'm hearing some yeah, fun lettuce. stuff tonight. <laughs> lettuce. 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 She's a wedge. Um, <laughs> lettuce. Uh, Ian Murray, a punter and businessman, and a priest, Father Edward O'Dwyer. Oh, no. Quote, a yes. priest got involved in something nefarious. <laughs> I know, can you believe it? <laughs> oh, man, I don't know when they left boys and got into horses, but here you go. It's okay if the horse is seven. <laughs> Just a good joke. <laughs> barely an altar horse anymore. <laughs> he didn't say no once. Father O'Dwyer admitted to backing the horse with uh, certain bookmakers, a chief steward said. The priest had previously been a suspect in drug trafficking in 1980. The priest had? Yeah, the priest. Uh, How is he the priest? (laughs) What are you talking about? You're right. I love the drug trafficking thing, though. Like that is like adding an extra beat to oh, communion, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> and Jesus said, "Take this. <laughs> this is my small intestine." <laughs> well, I don't know why that's a slang. <laughs> but... Wow. Uh, uh, the priest had uh, bet a thousand dollars on fine cotton, which was his entire savings he had planned for a trip to England. Uh, Father O'Dwyer also told Jernos that he was in Britain at the time of the race. Mm. But he wasn't. I bet he wasn't, yeah. He was not. But God is like, you can lie about shit if you're committing a crime. Yeah. (laughs) Jockey's Pat. I'm still shocked that you guys spray painted a horse. Go do whatever. (laughs) Uh, Jockey's Pat. Haytana and Paul Dykes were disqualified for 12 months and 6 months respectively. That's what you get. That's it? For fixing a horse race. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> That's what Damien Oliver got a couple of years ago, right? He got about like 6 months and he's our, he's our greatest jockey. So I don't think he fixed it, just bet on another horse. You have the greatest jockey? Yeah. We don't, what? do we? Yeah, Shoemaker. Oh, cool. Yeah. Ma- Michael Shoemaker? <laughs> That's not a. That's uh, anyway. He made shoes, and he and he was a horse. Uh, he, he made horseshoes. He made, he made shoes on the side. He was a cobbler. Are you thinking of Daniel Day Lewis? Nope. Never mind. 
Schumacher. Oh, that didn't really land that joke, but if you go home and Google, Daniel Day Lewis really is a cult. No, that's a great joke. So that's a great joke. So yeah. fuck you guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, we we are all in agreement up here that you guys are all wrong. <laughs> How dare you? Um, yeah, Shoemaker. He was our best, and then he died. I don't know. He got like uh, too small. You <laughs> should have seen that's that coming. <laughs> He shrank. He's just gone. One day he was just gone. Yeah. He was this big yesterday, and now he's gone. <laughs> I hear his voice at night. Help. Oh, he's not gone. He's just I'm little. That would explain a lot about jockeys, because their voices do get higher. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, maybe they started big. Wait, they're like Benjamin Buttons Button, with but, height? Yeah. And they just shrink as they get older and their voice goes up. Like they're a helium balloon, they're letting the air out. Uh, I, I mean, I'm way on board with this concept. I don't know. I'm going to the Kentucky Derby! He's 95. Uh, so the next day, Brisbane's Channel 9 television news crew took Hayden Haitana to an unnamed property at Kumra, near the Gold Coast, where he positively, positively identified a horse as fine cotton. Quote, <laughs> fine cotton was found at the Queensland police stables just several hundred meters from the Eagle Farm racetrack, grazing amongst the police mounts. <laughs> Hang on, at the fucking police stables? Yeah, I don't, I don't know guys, what's happening. That... The fuck? They'll never notice him I mean, there. They must just have been going like, he won't believe we do that, so let's do it. Yeah. Dudes, we spray painted a fucking horse. <laughs> You're stopping at hiding our horse amongst trained people who probably account for how many horses they have every night. Cop horses. <laughs> Constable Gary, is your spray painted? <laughs> no. It's Gareth. And no. November 4th, a stormy crowd protest erupted in the gloom of a rain-swept Canterbury racecourse yesterday when the Albert Haitana-trained New Zealand-bred gelding Roy Mack staged a sensational form reversal to win the last race. Officials had to restrain one woman as angry punters mobbed the mounting yard following the easy win which came after the five-year-old's price had blown out from under 25 to 1 to 200 to 1 at the start. Albert Haitana is the brother of Hayden Haitana and Pat Haitana, who rode Roymac to victory. They're still at it. Wow. They're getting away. What an unfortunate coincidence. (laughs) Really? Talk about the wrong place at the wrong time. right? Alberta Haitana attributed Roy Mack's previous lack of success to injury. Quote, he's been at home injured since August 8th. He said, it's taken this long for him to come good, and I plan to give him one more start in Sydney before Roy Mack finishes his racing career and goes home to New Zealand. The stewards warned the Haitanas that Roy Mack would be closely watched. Oh, Jesus. So you take that. Okay. In November, the equity division of the Supreme Court heard from Father O'Dwyer's business partner, Mario John Puglia. Yep. Okay. Often that often priests will be in business with guys who are clearly in the mob. <laughs> that doesn't sound mobbish. What was it again? <laughs> Mario John Puglia. 
Hang on, but that just makes no sense to have that allegation because, I mean, the Vatican is in the middle of Italy where... Oh, yeah, okay. No, you're absolutely right. (laughs) Uh, Quote, we have a number of businessmen in total. Primarily, there is a business of management services of giving assistance and advice to people who need help, particularly in the field of small business, people who get into trouble with banks. We are registered brokers in this regard. Father O'Dwyer is a director of the business, Puglia said. The role he plays is that he seeks clients where he can, as I do. So the fucking priest is finding people in his parish who are down on their luck and sending them over to the fucking mob cunt. Like in the story from the Bible where Jesus found the money lenders in the church and gave them all high fives and said, go about your business. Be gentle on those fives, gang. He had the... Okay. No? They put nails through it. What? High five. He's like, yeah, I get a light one. <coughs> Wait, but Maybe let's fist bump. Hold fist on. Bump this was pre-crucifixion. They didn't, they didn't do it before. Like, he wasn't walking around with them in his hand for a while. Yeah, no, he was. It was like, it's like those earrings, like the big ones you get. Yeah. You have to it still hurts. Work up the holes. Yeah, it hurts, but Sore he wasn't high fiving anybody. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's my point to you. <laughs> so when is he doing the fist bumps? Fucking dude, he's magic. Come on. <laughs> Hand out fish, bread, fucking bam. You like that water? Wait, what? Bingo. <laughs> Lightning fingers. Wine time. Wonton? Wonton. It's five o'clock somewhere, am I right? <laughs> I'm writing a, a new Bible and. Yeah? Get ready. You know, it sounds good. It's nine pages. Uh huh. It, it sounds like it might be uh, for the kids. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's the party Teenagers Jesus. would be into yeah, it. It's yeah. This animated party Jesus. And he's just cool. Yeah. But he still holds all that other bullshit. But he's cool. Does he spin? Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's got to be careful again. Those paws. <laughs> Pre-records his beats like Skrillex. Is the new Bible called The Paws of Jesus? Yeah, yeah. J-Paws. <laughs> Have you not heard his new album, Straight Out of Bethlehem? Yeah. Come on, dude. <laughs> he's a blood. What? He's a blood? He's a blood, yeah. Fuck, what? He's a take this, this is my blood. Yeah, yeah. Wow. We just went on a magical ride with Jesus. (laughs) I am into this new Jesus. (laughs) You're going to love him. Bold personality. Great crew. Yeah, great crew. Great crew. Some of them a bit random. Yeah. Uh, so Father uh, O'Dwyer's officially warned off Rick's checks indefinitely. Okay, yeah, no enough. more betting priest. Right. You shouldn't have to do that with priests. I might be wrong, but I feel like somewhere in their vows, uh, part yeah. of it is like, don't go to the track. It's inferred, right? Yeah, you yeah. would think. Yes. Right? Yes. Yeah. Don't go to the track, although they, they don't uh, 
they don't stop fingering boys. So I guess the racetrack isn't isn't like a. Oh, wow! Why well, told uh, we'll, this, to, so well, we'll have to talk to the staff here because. Uh, oh, do you need more? Well, no, just that you know the buckets are empty. They shouldn't. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean they should be forever flowing. <laughs> Are you talking floggings? Yeah, I'm going to flog the staff. That's what? unbelievable. Uh, in 1985, gangster Michael Mick Sayers, 37, was shot outside his home at Bronte about uh, 10 p.m. on Saturday and killed. He had double-crossed a heroin dealer over $400,000 worth of heroin. He did, a, he did a double switch. Man, that's like, that whistle in the audience, like, yeah. probably couldn't hear it on the podcast, but like, when you said, like, that much, like, of heroin, yeah. there was one dude who was like, hmm, I know heroin. Yeah. And Holy that is fuck. a sweet amount of heroin. Oh, oh my God. Uh, As he whistled through his two remaining yeah. teeth. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't even whistling, he just sighed out. <laughs> <laughs> Hayden Haitana was sentenced to 12 months in jail with hard labor for fine cotton ringing. Uh, electronics technician Tom Deluzio. Electronics technician. It's so great. Of uh, Brisbane was found not guilty. Oh. No. Fucking what? The guy who towed the fucking horse in a Corolla? <laughs> Couldn't identify a horse in a lineup. <laughs> <laughs> like that was the bit that like clearly this guy had no idea what was going on he took a Corolla to pick up the fucking horse he should have called a fucking hey, Uber for the horse if you think I was knew what was going on why don't you tell me why I was towing it around in a Corolla innocent oh so I put a blanket on it yeah I put a fucking big old blanket on it it was like 85 degrees out uh, whatever 30 you're <laughs> John Gillespie did not answer bail at the district court and was now being sought by police. He was found a couple of weeks later. He was discovered crouching in a cupboard in his sister's house. Heaven. (laughs) Ah, the luxury. Oh, this is my sleeping area. Yeah. I didn't know you guys Like crouching in a cupboard. Crouching in a cupboard. Well, you really have no other option if you're in a cupboard. Standing tall in a cupboard. He was a jockey at the end of his life. All three of them standing tall and proudly. Look, me head don't touch the mugs. (laughs) (laughs) When they found him, they just like hit it to see if there's anyone in there. And he's like, mags. I like the idea that they turned on the lights and he ran out from under the fridge. (laughs) I think that was him. Uh, uh, Gillespie would be sentenced to three months. Jesus. uh, Oh, no, he's jailed for three months, uh, but he didn't have a lawyer. Quote, I don't require any. I am making no application for bail, he said. Okay. Then there was a paperwork mix-up, and Gillespie was allowed to just walk out of court. Oh, my God. (laughs) That is beautiful. As much as he's a dick, you do have to sort of love that feeling for him. He's like, sweet. All righty. Well, shit. Later, guys. Okay, I guess I can just go. This must have been a moment where he went to correct them. You would have been like, oh, hang on. you." No, I'm supposed to get coffee with my friend, so I should go. Right, good. Thank you, guys. Very airtight ship. Love it. 
Uh, when the court finally tracked down the paperwork, they went and got him and brought him back to jail. Uh, we found it. So, come on back. In February 1986, Gillespie fingered now dead Michael Sayers. He Hang didn't. On. Sorry, sorry. Okay, sorry. hold on. Sorry, sorry. Hold on. Why? Sorry. Hold on. So, sorry. Yeah. Hang so, on, are you fingered a dead guy as well? I, I, I no, 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 Dave, hold on. Sorry. Yeah. I forgot to tell you he was exhumed. <laughs> and they found him. Wow, what a Just what a... finger banging the corpse. Yes. Yeah. Man. Fuck I you, mean, Bernie. This is a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> this is weekend in Bernie. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. All right. So they didn't finger a dead. Well, I knew what I knew what I wrote fingered instead of <laughs> well uh, accused that <laughs> you gentlemen would get all dirty. <laughs> you said so, he fingered a dead guy. Yeah, well, I mean, you can finger him. You go, that's the guy. It's a fucking saying. That's him. Not just because <laughs> you're fingering someone doesn't mean that they're going to... Keep going. Come. What? That they're going to come. Good. Dead guys don't come. <laughs> but if they do... Ah, uh, no, You're no. the fucking master. No. Master uh, Finger Blaster. Yeah. Did you see that in uh, get, like, Thunderdome? <laughs> Mad Max Thunderdome, the Master yeah. Finger Blaster? Yeah. What? I think that was... We're finger blasting everybody. Yeah. Are we talking about the same thing? I don't. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. This one will be filed... You got a stinky pinky. Keep going. <laughs> this one will be filed as mature on iTunes. All right, so he, he says that uh, dead Michael Sayers uh, was the financier and mastermind of the fine cotton ringing. Gillespie said, quote, the whole thing was set up for Sayers to get back at the bookies in Sydney. Gillespie was not believed and was given four years in prison. Oh, hang on. Was he a bookie? Which, uh, Sayers? Was he a bookie? Did you say the bookies in Sydney? No, Sayers was the guy who gambled the shitload and was always in debt. And he wanted to get back at the bookies who had lent him. Okay, money. but was the guy earlier a boogie or a bookie? A bookie. Oh, I, I missed that whole thing. I thought he was a boogie. But well, we were joking that he was a boogie. Oh no, you I don't actually take people down to the beach and ride them. Well, you know what? I fucking. If you like the nightlife, sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I love the nightlife. My name is Boogie. So you thought that I just casually said he was a boogie. I thought he was a boogie, and that was something I didn't know about. And then I'm like, I was too busy in my head trying to come up with a joke about smuggling pot to barley in him, uh, which would have like worked at the time that I missed the actual fucking point. And it's finally because I don't really understand you when you talk because of your accent. Like, I finally realised you meant boogies. So I thought he was a it's boogie fine. too for a minute. Every single heckle I've gotten in Australia from the audience has been this. I just go, I don't know what you're doing. Sweet, beautiful fucking music that is, mate. Beats the birds. And we've gotten some heckling. Uh, Perth, uh, there was a gentleman who did some great heckling to the podcast. He was good. He was great. It and then he came up and introduced himself after and was like, I was the one who heckled you. And I was like, uh... <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thanks a lot. Remember how everyone in the room booed you? Yeah. That was a sign. It, 
But on the upside, you got to meet Ben Cousins. So... I got that one. Even I got that one. Yeah, same. That dude? People in America... People in America are now Googling, oh, fuck this podcast. I know. I'm not going to Google that. I know exactly what we're talking about. Um, Many cousins. <laughs> it's classic. So, Gillespie gets four years in prison. Then Hayden Haitana said a man had come to see him in jail and said, quote, I've come here on behalf of Robbie Waterhouse as a friend. Oh, sure. The man uh, asked Haitana to record a television interview and blame Mixairs, the dead man, for the crime. Yeah. Then David Water... (laughs) Finger the dead man. Then David Waterhouse, brother of Robbie Waterhouse, uh, signed an affidavit claiming his brother organized the fine cotton ring-in. Bill and Robbie Waterhouse were banned from racing. Mm. Wow. In 1989, brothers Hayden and Pat Haitana hopped, popped back up on the New Zealand racing scene. Hayden was ordered off the Mantamata course. He was banned from racetracks in both New Zealand and Australia. And in 1994, Haitana was escorted from the Mildura race course by stewards. He just keeps trying. He just keeps trying to and go racing. If he's getting found, that means all the times that he went there and bet and wasn't found, right? Right. Uh, then in 2013, Hayden Haitana was allowed to return to the track. The racing Queensland board decided he had served his time. Sure. What? Yeah. <laughs> what? No, you, 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 I mean, look, you, you did your time. You Twice you got caught. And clearly, you will be a benefit to racing. And I love that he's clearly not even trying that hard to be in disguise. At least fucking yeah. like paint yourself, yourself red. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. But who? <laughs> Never heard of him. I saw a guy who looked like an Oompa Loompa in white boots, but... Yeah. Why are your shoes spray-painted white? Uh, I'd like to place a bet. Hot in here, huh? Christ. Oh. My silver's coming off. Because <laughs> <laughs> of silver. The water houses were allowed water back. House. Water homes were allowed back to race courses in 1998. Yep, finally. In 2001, Philippine immigration agents arrested John Gillespie for allegedly promising foreigners high-paying jobs in a non-existent country called the Dominion of Melchizedek. <laughs> no. No! This late in the story to bring up something that good? Like, I the Dominion we... of Melchizedek? Like, Melchizedek. that's so I mean, close to Munch's wait. dick. Like, so close. Like, they would have been like, ah, what should we call it? Uh, the Dominion of Munch's dick. Uh, the close. Isle of Just... Suckocks. Uh... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> what is it called again? The Dominion of Melch's dick. Melch's dick. Melch's dick. Let's name it after Melch's dick. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Melch, you want some papers? They're going to be some about you. Melch, I've got a country you're going to like. Yeah, have a big dick. What's the country? Get over here, Melch. This is your dominion. You get all the dick sucks. Uh, Gillespie was arrested for large-scale illegal recruitment and non-payment of debts. According to officials, 
Quote, he had been introducing himself as either the president, governor general, foreign affairs minister, or external affairs minister of a fictitious country. <laughs> well, I mean... Hello. Yeah. I'm the prime minister of Milch's deck. You want a job, bro? You know what kind of job I'm talking about. Blow. Huh? Uh, oh, you're sorry, sir. What? Get on the island. This is Melch. Um, you know, the worst thing about that story is even in a fictional place, a woman can't get an important position in a government. I don't think we're ready yet. All the major positions taken by one man. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking white The secretary's man. a lady. He's like, and the secretary. <laughs> Uh, by 2008, John Gillespie had racked up 350 convictions for, for offenses including false pretenses, stealing, and armed robbery. At 68 years old, he was now being investigated for conjuring up fanciful stories that he had inherited a fortune made up of famous artworks and a string of properties on the Gold Coast from a private pilot who once worked for the former Shah of Iran. Wow. Wow. I fucking love it. Go big or go home with the lies. Essentially, this is the guy who came up with the first Nigerian email. <laughs> uh, in order to convince... Uh, he was doing this in order to convince unsuspecting businessmen to finance his activities. Uh. Gillespie had promised various parties uh, he would fund everything from a $44 million horse race... <laughs> What? Yeah. To a ten million feed lot, to a two hundred fifty thousand dollar haul of anti wrinkle cream. What the fuck is? He got his negotiating techniques from the end of Get Smart. <laughs> a forty forty million dollar. No, okay. What would you believe? A ten million dollar. Well, he'd just be talking dollar. to a guy. And he'd notice he had wrinkles. He'd be like, you know, we also have an anti wrinkle. Uh, Excuse situation. me, wait, what? I mean, I mean, I know we're talking about the track the, and, the, and the $44 million racehorse, but yeah, I noticed yeah. a little bit of wrinkles. Little bit of wrinkles. <laughs> and uh, we have a truckload of wrinkle cream coming in. If you want to get in on that. Getting a good vibe. <laughs> Five businessmen claimed that Gillespie owed them a total of almost $2 million. Gillespie told the Daily Telegraph the sale of some art to Arab interests fell through because they found out he was managing a gold coast gold coat that's okay because they found out he was managing a gold coast nightclub singer who sang an anti-terrorist song called you won't go to heaven well why have we not heard more from her that's i mean that's why a lot of business deals fall through because he managed a person who had an anti-terrorist what song. yeah also to be that clearly pro-terror <laughs> Offensively anti. I don't know where I fall on it, but I'm not like that. No. Are you? Do you really have a woman singing in so your nightclub against terrorism, sir? You'll never. But get also, like knowing what I know about the Gold Coast, was there really like a Gold Coast singer singing anti-terrorism songs? Like what the fuck on the Gold Coast? Like, I guess maybe the idea of finding seventy-two virgins was foreign to them, but. Well, we've got nine. <laughs> Um, so in 2008, he would not, uh, Gillespie would not reveal his whereabouts because he said Muslim extremists were trying to kill him. <laughs> totally fair. On February 20th, 2009, Fine Cotton died. Oh. Yeah. Uh, Oscorp Entertainment paid John Gillespie and John Dixon to develop a screenplay about the Fine Cotton scandal. 
Gillespie said, quote, it's time the real story was told. I want to get it off my chest. Oh, yeah. Last year, Father O'Dwyer was interviewed by the Daily Telegraph. His ban was eventually lifted, but the priest has never gone back to the races. Now 90, immediately after the interview, he asked that the interview not be published. Did they respect his wishes? <laughs> no. <laughs> I love that they wanted them to make a fucking movie script yeah, and out, they're of this, writing it. out of their story. I, I would have loved if they just handed in, like, Sea Biscuit, but on red paper. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You know, we got some of the paint off the script. Is it Seabiscuit? You guys, thank you uh, for coming to the bonus... What what happened? That was the end. The horse died, and everyone... We wrapped up everybody. Yeah. There's no one else to talk about, you guys. Unless you want to start a new story. I think the important moral to remember is these criminals are still fully involved in our society. (laughs) Fully involved. They've got ads on the TV. Hi, I'm Tom Waterhouse. Like, his name should not be associated with... That's like Bill Cosby's son going into fucking comedy. Like, it's too soon, dude. Wait, what's wrong with Cosby? (laughs) You know, Cosby might just be doing the longest joke of all time. Nobody's pointed that out. Good finish. Uh, (laughs) We're going to end this on a terrible rape riff. Uh, you guys, uh, thank you so much. Yes, thank we, you. Uh, because of, we're between shows, we can't uh, do posters uh, after this show, but we'll do them after the next show if you guys stick around and go have dinner. Why not have dinner around here? There's some great fucking places. Heard of Subway? Uh, <laughs> you can go have dinner, and then we'll be doing it after the next show, uh, after the seventh show. Uh, but we still love you. I mean, yeah, we'll sign anything, so come back after. We will sign anything! David Bring a dog or a horse! Oh, God. Oh, God. Thank you so much, guys. Thank we appreciate it. Thank you. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, this same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it. But either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, 
Let's get at it after it. Let's see you there.